Ah, KC, are you there? I'm here. What's up? Hey, we got the whole Bible thing today, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Because the uh, the meeting that we just had would have made no sense if it wasn't. Um, so <laughs> let me go over. Let me go over what we're doing today. Just make sure I got everything, you know, all the pieces right. Okay. Uh, so. The king of the mobs, or Barack Obama, is uh, going to reach out to Bama Lama Ding Dong, right? And Bama Lama Ding Dong is going to try, he's going to ask Bama Lama Ding Dong to curse Israel. Uh, uh, Bama Lama, he, he talks to God and God says, don't curse them. They're my chosen people. Only I can fuck with them. And so then Barack sends even more prestigious people <laughs> to Bama Lama Ding Dong to try to convince him. And this time Bama Lama talks to God and God's like, well, why don't you go on ahead and go with him? And so he agreed. He got on his ass or a donkey the next morning. And for some reason, God gets mad. He pulls his whole, you know, Moses on the road to Egypt thing. And he gets pissed off. Now, being the sensible kind of God that he is, he only appears to the donkey, and he does so three times. And each time the donkey veers off, I mean, it, the guy beats him, beats the, the donkey, beat, uh, her, him, whatever, the however that donkey wants to identify. It's a her. Maybe it's non-gendered, not, non-bigendered thing. Anyways, and so finally the donkey just looks back at him and is like, what the fuck have I done to you, motherfucker? Do you not see the giant motherfucker in the thing with the sword and shit? And of course, the uh, the Bamalama Ding Dong says no. But then the angel appears to him because you know magical number of three fucking times, and so the, finally the angel appears to him. You would think that would be the first thing you did, but fuck no, that's not how God does things. And um, so you know, the, after a good pounding in the face down ass up position, the angel scolds him. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, apparently tells him to keep on going with the men. What the fuck is this shit? And then he kills 14 animals. Holy, you know, that's how you can tell a psychopath. We watched that Dahmer movie recently. That motherfucker was killing shit left and right before he actually killed people. And, and then, and then he kills 14 more. He does this shit three times. Yeah. What the fuck are you having me read? Is this some kind of snuff thing? I don't know what snuff is, but this is the Bible. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Christian holy book. Oh, all right. And I mean, you were you're pretty close as far as the story goes. The names, not so much. Barack Obama doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, I have it written right here. Barack, he's the king of the mobs. <laughs> I just now got it because the guy's name is Balak. <laughs> changed it to Barack. I did not. That you is did. that is exactly how I remember it. Well, that's how you remembered wrong. What's up, heathens? How are you guys doing today? Hi y'all. Uh, hey there, Casey. Hi, G. I have to say thank you for putting up my with my horrible comprehension <laughs> in our pre-show meetings. <laughs> Uh, so, of course, I've got notes and I kind of revealed the entire episode today. But if you guys want to want to hear, you know, more about it in the actual thing that's being said, um, it's not as ridiculous as I made it out to be. But it's, you it's know. as ridiculous as he made it out to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump in because we had another long intro. I kind of like doing the long intros, honestly. All right. I feel fine. I feel a little bit more prepared for it. And I can actually I don't know. I don't get as many things wrong. That's true. 
<laughs> That's true. I got to work on that. <laughs> okay, oh. so today we're going to start out with uh, Numbers chapter 22. And I know last week we kind of skipped from 20, uh, we did chapter 20 and 21, right? And then skipped to 33. So we're going to come in today and we're going to fill in 22, 23, and 24. You know what I like about this particular Bible is that it, it knows that the Bible is horribly written. So it has to take, like, it rearranges chapters so that it actually fucking makes sense. Because if you notice last time we got, what, 20 and 21, and then we had to jump all the way to 33 in order to get the conclusion to what happened in 21. Well, yeah, and sometimes the jumping ahead and the random stuff that they do, like the random uh, chapter you know where it is doesn't make sense but they kind of have to stick it in there because it doesn't make sense anywhere in the story but what they're trying to do is give you a timeline they're trying to give you like a here's the beginning of time throughout and so they don't have like you know this is what happened and then we've got we've got something else that happened 50 years ahead but we're going to talk about it right now for some unknown fucking reason and then we're going to go backwards so it's just not as convoluted i guess okay well uh it, i mean that i really appreciate that out of this book because you know the constant switching of scenes with things that just don't even make fucking sense uh, you know the well, way it's, that it's written in the bible well yeah and it's not evident that that's what they're doing Right. So it's not like it has 30 years later and then, you know, <laughs> they don't do that. And then they don't tell you that they're going back again in time. So this is a little easier to follow in that way. But right. it's still just as crazy. It definitely is. Okay, so let's start off. Uh, we got Barack Obama, king of the mobs. Uh, Bollock, oh. king of the Moabs. Bollock, king of the Moabs. And I think they say Moabites. I think that's how they refer to themselves as Moabites, but um, it's Moab is the, the place. Oh, okay. My bad, guys. And so they have seen, the Moab, the Moabites and Bollock have seen what the Israelites have done to the other areas surrounding their land. And they're clearly a little concerned, right? Um, because they feel like, hell, they're coming for us next. Well, um, I mean, honestly, once you gaze upon God shoving a bunch of snakes up the ass of his people, you just have to wonder, <laughs> at what point am I next? Yeah, so um, Balak decides he has to do something. So he contacts a, um, what is it called, a diviner, like a um, somebody who talks to the spirits. Oh, crazy person. Yeah, Um uh, his name is Balaam and he does like pagan rituals and things like that to search for omens and like tells prophecies and things. Let's just call him Miss Cleo. Okay. We're going to call him Miss Cleo throughout the entire episode. Well, no, I'm just, I mean, that's what I thought of when you were talking about somebody talking to the spirits. I just think of Miss Cleo. Okay. Do you want me to call him Miss Cleo or can no, we go with Balaam? No, no, we can go with Balaam and ding dong. But I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Balalama. Yeah. So she said yes to that, guys. <laughs> I totally fucked that up. I'm sure. So Balak talks to Balaam and says, "A people has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the land and have settled next to me. Now come and put a curse on these people because they are too powerful for me. Perhaps then I will be able to defeat them and drive them out of the country." 
For I know that those you bless are blessed and those you curse are cursed. Okay, so basically, Balalama curses people and they're cursed. So basically, he's reliable in what he says. Yeah, according to Balak, yeah. Okay. Good going, Barack. You know your shit. Jesus. You wonder why people get confused. <laughs> Do you people get confused? Put in the comments if this shit confuses you. Nah, they don't get... Y'all don't get confused, right? <laughs> I mean, you, got, you know what I mean when I say Barack. <laughs> okay, so... The elders of Moab and Midian left. There, he also had elders with him when he was talking. I didn't read the whole entire beginning section because it was unnecessary. I, you got the you got the gist without me having to read all kinds of different places and shit where everybody's from and who they're the sons of and all that other nonsense. Um, well, I mean, it's not like it's going to be on the quiz later, right? Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> so the elders of Moab and Midian left, taking with them the fee for divination. So they were going to pay him. When they came to Balaam, they told him what Balak had said. So Balaam told the elders, spend the night here and I will bring you back the answer the Lord gives me. So the Moabite princes stayed with him. Now, I'm interested because I really, truly don't know why this Balaam person is a believer in Yahweh mm -hmm. um, or or how he came about. Maybe he just, because he's a diviner, he speaks to all the gods. I'm not really sure what the deal is with this guy. Well, basically, I think that this is just an indication of, of the type of monotheism that they practiced, where they only worship the one god, but they acknowledge that all of these other gods exist, all these other gods and, and spiritual entities and whatnot. They really exist to them, but it's just that they are like the tribe of Yahweh or that, you know, they worship this one particular God. Yeah, it's possible, but um, I just, I don't understand why this guy worships this God. Well, I mean, he does, I would say that he probably doesn't actually worship the Yahweh God, but, but I mean, he probably is more polytheistic in that like he worships <clears throat> all of the gods and he just worshiped gods in general, and he's kind of like one of these people that's kind of a pathway. I mean, I guess you are right. I, and, and he's probably seeing what's happening on behalf of the Israelites to everybody else and probably recognizing the power of this particular deity. Well, yeah, and, uh, but uh, again, like with knowing how God is, I, I, I really don't understand why he would tolerate such a person talking to him because he acknowledges and, and would potentially worship the other gods. But, I mean, God's a finicky motherfucker. I mean, we're all going to figure that out soon anyways. Um, well, yeah, so uh, the Moabite princess stayed with him. God came to Balaam and said, who are these men with you? And Balaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zephor, king of Moab, sent me this message. A people that has come out of Egypt covers the face of the land. Now come put a curse on them for me. Perhaps then I will be able to fight them and drive them away. But God said to Balaam, do not go with them. You must not put a curse on those people because they are truly blessed. So the next morning, Balaam got up and said to Balak's princes, Go back to your own country, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. So the Moabite princes returned to Balak and said, Balaam refused to come with us. Then Balak decides to 
send other princes more numerous and more distinguished than the first set that he sent. So they came to Balaam and said, this is what Balak says. Do not let anything keep you from coming to me because I will reward you handsomely and do whatever you say. Come and put a curse on these people for me. So he's using significant bribery. But Balaam answered them, even if Balak gave me his palace filled with silver and gold, I could not do anything great or small to go beyond the command of the Lord my God. Now stay here tonight as the others did, and I will find out what else the Lord will tell me. That night God came to Balaam and said, since these men have come to summon you, go with them, but do only what I tell you. The next morning, Balaam got up and saddled his donkey and went with the princes of Moab. But God was very angry when he went. The fuck? Yeah, I don't know. He tells him to go, and then he's mad that he went. Um, so he basically he sent his angel, the angel of the Lord, um, to stand in the road to oppose him basically being able to pass. Oh, well, you know, at least, you know, he's appearing to him and being like, yo, dude, I actually changed my mind. Oh, no, he doesn't appear to Balaam. Oh, uh, okay. Who does he appear to then? His donkey. Oh, that makes total fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, Balaam was riding his donkey and his two servants were there with him. The donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road and holding a sword. Um, so she turned off the road into a field and Balaam was pissed and beat her beat the donkey <laughs> of course because that's what you do to you know livestock and whatnot you just beat the fuck out of them until they start doing what you want well that's what happened it got her back on the road so they're going back on the road so then the angel of the lord stood in a narrow in a narrow path um a narrower pathway um between two vineyards with walls on both sides uh when the donkey saw the angel of the lord she pressed really close to the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against it, so he beat her for crushing his foot. <laughs> you know, I think this guy just needs some anger management class. <laughs> I mean, really, dude, you're you're just being a dick at this point. Well, yeah, so the angel of the Lord moved on ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn, um, to the right or to the left or to do anything else. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down on the ground under Balaam, and he was angry that she just laid down in the road, and he beat her with his staff. Of course he did, because he knows no other way to resolve it. Yeah. So, then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. And she said to Balaam, what have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? She probably didn't have any attitude, but she probably should have. Oh, yeah. I would totes have attitude with that. Like, motherfucker, why are you beating me? I ain't never done shit to you. I would have said it the first time, and then I would have I would have fucking bucked his ass off, and I've been like, "Fuck you, find a new ride." <laughs> <laughs> so, Balaam answered the donkey, "You have made a fool of me. I have. If I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now." Well, do it, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> well, he didn't have a sword, so the donkey said to Balaam, "Am I not your own donkey, which you have always ridden to this day? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you?" And he said no. So, oh, wait, hold on a second. Let me see if I get this right. The donkey has better critical thinking skills than God's chosen motherfucker. Yep. 
The the donkey can think shit out better than the person. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the Bible, after all. I, I know it's the Bible, but it's still funny because, you know, you have Christians all the time talking about how, well, we're above other animals, we're set apart, but yet donkeys can think better than God's prophets. <laughs> <laughs> so... Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes after all of this, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road. Okay, so a big, big point about this. I don't know if you guys were counting, okay? But they, they stopped him three times. Mm-hmm. Three is a magical number in religion in general. Three is seen as like a uh, number of wisdom or of God. So just so you know, it had to be three times mm-hmm. that he stopped. For it to be meaningful. For it to be meaningful. Also, there have been three times in which God has given him instruction, which actually I think I'm getting ahead of myself. You are. Sorry. Go ahead. So he sees the angel of the Lord standing on the road. And of course, what do you think he does? What do you think he does when he sees the angel of the Lord? Um, He pisses himself, jerks off, and then blames the donkey. What? Did I get that right? No. No. But you were close. Face down, ass up. No, face down, ass up. Holy shit. Yep. Oh, he's getting plowed by that angel. (laughs) Can can you just imagine? It's like he goes face down, ass up, and the angel's like, good boy. And he starts taking off his belt. Oh, my God. I hope not. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, we're on Pornhub in the gay section. (laughs) So the angel of the Lord said to him, why have you beaten your donkey these three times? I have come here to oppose you because your path is a reckless one before me. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If she had not turned away, I would have certainly killed you by now, but I would have spared her. You know what this really sounds like? Uh, of course, you know, this is the part where it's like, you know, the or God, the angel of God mm-hmm. is, you know, instructing him on whether or not to go, you know, with these people. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just it's really funny to me how it seems more or less like there is this story that they tell about how a donkey talked to a prophet or something like that. And they, there's three different versions of it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're all intermingled and mixed together here. Mm-hmm. Like they're, It's like they're stitched together. Not only do you have the three times in which the person is, is told or whatnot, but it would make sense that they would see the three different stories, put them together, and be like, oh, well, this must be how it went because it's three times. There's, you know, the triune God and all this other stuff. So, I don't know. Just interjecting a little bit of of, of insight into the whole f- stopping by three, being told three times and all this other stuff. It's very telling. <clears throat> yeah. So, Balaam says to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I did not realize you were standing in the road to oppose me. Now, if you are displeased, I will go back. Reasonable, right? Like, oh, I thought you told me to go with them, but now you're pissed that I went with them. So if you're mad, that's cool. I'll go back the other direction. So. But but, but it does beg the question, like, why is he like shit talking Balaam or Bamalama Ding Dong? Why is he shit talking him 
about not like listening to the donkey like stop or something. It's it's almost like he expected him to know like the donkey stops. It's like, oh shit, that must be the angel of the Lord is standing there right now telling me not to do this shit. Better turn my ass around. <laughs> well, I mean, he did. They did expect him to know that. I'm not sure why. Uh, Bible reasons. Bible reasons. Yeah. It's the best reasons. Put it on your math test and you will get an, an F. <laughs> Just saying. So, the angel of the Lord says to Balaam, go with the men, but speak only what I tell you. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak. Now, this is what God told him to do in the fucking first place. Right. But, I mean, God's got to do it the hard way. And plus, if he can get the somebody to like hurt another thing i mean you're 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 it's probably a good bet that he's going to do all he can to you know make it as uncomfortable and impossible as possible i just i don't understand the purpose of any of this story at all because he tells him go with them but only do what i say then we have the angel stopping them the beating of the donkey the donkey talking and then him seeing the angel of god and the angel of god is like yep it's cool go ahead I I don't I don't understand. Well, I mean, I, I don't necessarily understand either, but I think that it's all about the struggle with God because you know that's one of the themes in the Old Testament is struggling with God, and it seems like this Balamadama Ding Dong guy is also struggling with God. So, I mean, I don't know from like a storytelling point in which to teach a a lesson about struggle with God and how you need to do what God says, even if it seems irrational. Well, this definitely seems irrational as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, can you just imagine like you're trying to do what your parents are telling you to do, but then they're like, Hey motherfucker, why don't you just stop that shit right now? And you're like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? I told you to take out the trash. Now go take out the trash. And it's like, you're standing there with the trash as you're walking to take out the trash. Okay, so keep doing what I'm doing. Don't you get smart with me, boy. (laughs) That's exactly what happened here. I will shove a snake up your ass. You understand me? (laughs) So Balaam goes with the princes of Balak. So when Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him at the Moabite town on the Arnon border, um, on the edge of the territory. So Balak says to Balaam, did I not send you an urgent summons? Why didn't you come to me? Am I really not able to reward you? And Balaam says, well, I've come to you now, but I can't say just anything. I have to speak only what God puts in my mouth. So Balaam went with Balak um, to some place. Um, Balak sacrificed cattle and sheep, gave some to Balaam and the princes who were with them. And the next morning, Balak took Balaam up to Bamath Baal, and from there he saw a part of the people. So what they're trying to do, what they're setting up now is Balaam getting an omen from God so he can curse the Israelites. That's what Balak is looking for. He wants Balaam to curse the Israelites. So Balaam says, oh, and we're starting chapter 23 right now. Um, numbers, numbers, chapter 23, Balaam says, build me seven altars here and prepare seven bulls and seven rams for me. Oh, I, I, I smell magical numbers. Yep. Smells like burning animal flesh. Oh, you know what? We should have like, we should have slow roasted pork for dinner. That sounds delicious. I know. Let's do that. Anyway. (laughs) 
So Balak did as Balaam said, and uh, the two of them offered up a bull and a ram on each altar. If you're counting, that's 14 animals for no fucking reason. So Balaam says to Balak, stay here beside your offering while I go aside. Perhaps the Lord will come to meet with me. Whenever he reveals to me, I will tell you. Then he went off to a barren height. Whatever the fuck that means. God met with him and Balaam said, I have prepared seven altars and on each altar I have offered a bull and a ram. The Lord put a message in Balaam's mouth and said, go back to Balak and give him the message. <laughs> Wait a second. The, the Lord put the message in his mouth. Yes. So, I mean, it, I want oh, everybody close your eyes. Okay. So, Bamalama Ding Dong's on his barren height. Yeah. Talking with the Lord and everything like that. Mm -hmm. The Lord writes down a note. Mm -hmm. Right. He rolls it up, mm -hmm. traces it around Bamalama Ding Dong's lips, and then <laughs> shoves it down his throat. N no. It goes in and out of it. Why? And, and he just, he leaves it there. And he's like, go tell him my message. And then Bamalama Ding Dong walks away with a note. In his mouth. No, not really. So this is more how it would have gone. Thanks for coming to Pornhub. <laughs> that wasn't hot. <laughs> um. So so here's what here's here's more how it would have happened. Okay. The meaning of God put a message in Balaam's mouth basically means he is going to control Balaam's tongue. Oh, is he now? Thank you for coming to Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, that's that's dirtier right there than anything I could have described. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to put a piece of paper in his mouth. Uh, it, when I first heard it, I immediately thought, why is he putting a note in his mouth? Like, why did he roll up a note and tell Balaam to eat it? Like, that doesn't <laughs> make sense. I can see him getting there with the note, and he's like, all right, I have a message for you. And it's like a note on his tongue, and he takes it off, and he's like, fuck off, or whatever the note's <laughs> supposed to say. Well, you, I think it's you are blessed. It's like, obviously not, if you're reaching in your gut and pulling that shit out. <laughs> So anyway, Balaam goes back to Balak, finds him standing beside the offerings with the princes of Moab, and Balaam utters his oracle. Okay, so this is his prophecy. Balak brought me from Ar Aram, the king of Moab from the eastern mountains. Come, he said, curse Jacob for me. Come, denounce Israel. How can I curse those whom God has not cursed? How can I denounce those whom the Lord has not denounced? From the rocky peaks I see them, from the heights I view them. I see a people who live apart and do not consider themselves one of the nations. Who can count on the dust of Jacob or number of the fourth part of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous, and may my end be like theirs. May what? May his end be like... So I guess he's going to die like the Israelites with a snake up his ass? <laughs> No, the Israelites are going to, they're going to have their land, the holy people. Oh, so he's going to go to the land of milk, honey, and whores. I don't, whore is not in the, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that obviously is not a curse, right? He basically blesses the Israelites. So Balak says, mm, I brought you here to curse my enemies, but you have done nothing but bless them. I'm going to, we're going to try this again. And Balaam says, must I not speak what the Lord puts in my mouth? So Balak says, okay, let's try a different location. Clearly 
that's not the right place. Like, we didn't do something right with the sacrifice, and everybody knows location, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what the real estate people say. Yeah. So let's go someplace else, and we'll do this shit again. Fine. So they go to a different place, and it's it's a it's a field um, uh, of Zof, Zofum, and it's on top of Pisgah. I know you love Pisgah. So that's where they go. <laughs> Balaam says, build me seven altars. Balak builds the seven altars. They sacrifice seven bulls and seven rams, just like they did before. 14 more animals dead for absolutely no reason. Balaam says to Balak, stay here beside your offering while I meet with God over here. So Balaam goes to meet with God and the Lord puts a message in his mouth and says, go back to Balaak and give give him my message. So he does. And... Let's see. Balak asked him, what did the Lord say? So we have his second oracle. Arise, Balak, and listen. Hear me, son of Zippor. God is not a man and that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot change it. No misfortune is seen in Jacob, no misery observed in Israel. The Lord said their God is with them. The shout of the king is among them. God brought them out of Egypt, and they have the strength of a wild ox. There is no sorcery against Jacob, no divination against Israel. It will now be said of Jacob and Israel, see what God has done. The people rise like a lioness. They rouse themselves like a lion. That does not rest until he devours his prey. He drinks the blood of his victims. Hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. He drinks the blood of his victims? Yeah. Wait, now, who drinks the blood of the victims? I'm sorry. Israel. Oh, Israel drinks the blood of its victims. Yes. What kind of fucking vampire shit did we just stumble upon? I don't know, but maybe they sparkle in the sunlight. Do you think they do? Are they, uh, is that, is that where genetically modified skeptics descended from, you think? Yes, we already know that genetically modified skeptic is descended from vampires. We know that he's Team Edward. Like, we've already established this. He sparkles in the sun and he got it from Team Edward. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're on to you, genetically modified, sparkly, homosexual skeptic. (laughs) So, anyway, sorry, GM skeptic. We love you. Heart. I'm doing the heart thing with my fingers. I know you can't see it. Um, so Balak says to Balaam, neither curse them all nor bless them all. Balaam answered, did I not tell you I must do whatever the Lord says? <clears throat> so Balak says to Balaam, come, let me take you to another place again. Apparently we did some shit wrong. So they go to a different place. <clears throat> um, it's on the top of Peor overlooking the wasteland. Balaam says, build me seven altars here, prepare seven bulls and seven rams for me. Balak did as Balaam said, offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Now, when Balaam saw that it had pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not resort to sorcery as the other times, but turned turned his face toward the desert. When Balaam looked out and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe, the uh, the spirit of God came upon him and he uttered his oracle. So he's got the Holy Spirit right now. We love it when that happens. I love it when the Holy Spirit <clears throat> invades their assholes. <laughs> what? Anyway, this time they they invaded his mouth. 
Oh, they went ass to mouth this time, guys. Okay. The oracle of Balaam, son of Beor, the oracle of one whose eyes see clearly, the oracle of one who hears the word of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who falls prostrate, and whose eyes are opened. How, what? He falls prostrate? Yes. That's what it's like, like. Is that the face down ass up? Yes, that's face down ass up. <laughs> I want you to prostrate. go fa- face down ass up and make sure you look at me in the eye when you do it. Did I say prostrate or prostate? Pro- prostate. Pro- I thought you said like prostrate. P- prostrate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Anyway, uh, how beautiful are your tents, O Jacob, your dwelling places, O Israel, like valleys they spread out like gardens beside a river, like aloes planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets. Their seed will have abundant water. Wait, what? Oh, like to grow shit. Okay. Um, Their king will be greater than a gag. That's what happens when you put shove the Holy Spirit down people's throats as they a gag. Um, their kingdom will be exalted. <laughs> See, at this point, I don't even have to prompt her for the sexual innuendo. It just sort of happens because it's already in the Bible. Yep, it's there. Um, God brought them out of Egypt. They have the strength of a wild ox. They devour hostile nations and break their bones in pieces. With their arrows, they piece them pierced them like a lion they crouch and lie down like a lioness who dares to rouse them may those who bless you be blessed and those who curse you be cursed you know that just like the part about being as strong as an ox it just makes it seem like you're in a land where Mm. you know that they've they're still like in small communities of hunter gatherer kind of things and it's like he has the strength of an ox and the mouth of a sea lion (laughs) You know, D- kind of thing. The mouth of a sea lion? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was just picking weird animals. It just seems weird to describe someone as powerful as an ox. But it makes sense because of where they are in the time period there. Well, in. plus oxen, they pulled the plows and things like that. Like, you know, they would they would do all the heavy lifting and... Well, I know. It's just reading it now seems really outdated. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people say strong as a horse. So... <laughs> A lot of people say strong as a horse now, uh, you know, and I mean, that still has a lot of meaning, but I mean, still, you don't really hear that a lot. Uh, it's yeah. just, it just struck me as weird. Um, also, I would like to point out the use of 777. Um, that's very important. Uh, or or the, the sevens use and the use of 14, um, because uh, that is how they predicted when, or, or not when, but like how many generations in Jesus's line. So it's a very like a prophetic number. Yeah. Um, so they've used seven, 14, and they've also used um three. They've done three. So this was the third time that, that Balaam blessed the Israelites. Well, well, it's the third time he's blessed the Israelites. It's the third time he set up the seven altars or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And each of the seven altars had 14 roasted animals or whatnot on mm-hmm. it. So that's <clears throat> three of the 14 which that that's significant to the um, uh, generations of, of Jesus and whatnot. Yeah. And they saw the angel. Well, the donkey saw the angel three times. Right. So, yeah, it, it's these. But I can see why they put these together or they're covering these together because it, it, it's, it's very intermingled and um, deeply coupled with prophetic imagery. Yeah. <clears throat> so Bala, Balak is obviously angry at Balaam because he wants 
him to curse the Israelites and he won't do it. So Balak's anger burned against Balaam. He struck his hands together and said to him, I summoned you to curse my enemies, but you have blessed them these three times. Now leave it once and go home. I said I would reward you handsomely, but the Lord has kept you from being rewarded. Balaam answered Balak, did I not tell you the mess? Did I not tell the messengers you sent me? Even if Balak gave me his palace filled with silver and gold, I could not do anything of my own accord, good or bad, to go beyond the command of the Lord. And I must and and I must say only what the Lord says. Now um, I'm going to go back to my people, but come, let me warn you of what this people will do to your people in days to come. So we're going to have another prophecy, essentially, because we had the three blessings and now he's going to tell him what's going to happen to his people. The oracle of Balaam, son of Beor, the oracle of one whose eyes see clearly, the oracle of one who hears the word of words of God, one who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees the vision of the Almighty, who falls prostrate and whose eyes are opened. Apparently, we have to start with that every time because he doesn't he has to explain who he is to a dude he just talked to. Um I can see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. He will crush the foreheads of Moab. The skulls of all the sons of Sheth. Edom will be conquered. Seir, his enemies, will be conquered. But Israel will grow strong. A ruler will come out of Jacob and destroy the survivors of the city. Then Balaam saw Amalek and honored or, and uttered his oracle. Amalek was the first among the nations, but he will come to ruin at last. Then he saw the, the Kenites and uttered his oracle. Your dwelling place is secure. Your nest is set in a rock. Yet you, Kenites, will be destroyed when, your Asher takes you, when Asher takes you captive. Then he uttered his oracle. Ah, who can live when God does this? Ships will come from the shores of Kittim. They will subdue Asher and Eber, but they too will come to ruin. Then Balaam got up and returned home and Balak went on his way. So I take it that the entire reason for this particular section is, hey, don't fucking try to go against God because yes. he'll make you burn what, what what's 28 plus 14 it's like 42 yeah it's 42 mm-hmm. yeah he'll make he'll make you kill and burn 42 animals and you'll get you'll come away with uh the same answer you got the first time don't fuck with god you're lucky he didn't shove like snakes up your ass as he threw you in a sarlacc pit while getting you know the plague at the same time well so you have to you i mean you have to kind of look at it from this guy's point of view he sees what the israelites have done to all the other people and obviously he and his people are frightened of them and so he's trying to do whatever he can do to protect them so that's what he's doing i don't blame him but clearly going against god is not in anybody's favor but being with God also isn't in most of their favors either. So, <laughs> cause he kills at a rate higher than lots, lots of things. I mean, the biggest enemy to the Israelites are, are is the Israelites God. I would yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, they have to do exactly as he says. And even when they do exactly as he says, he still has crazy rage fits like, you know, a teenager. Oh, Definitely, because, I mean, he's like a child with a magnifying glass. Yeah. Well, is that it for today? That's all for today. Okay. Um, 
But next week, you want to talk about what we're going to do next week? Oh, yeah, sure. What's uh, Barack Obama up to next week? Well, I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen, but I'm just going to feed you a little bit. All right? So, the Israelites get to Moab. You know what happens when the Israelites get to a place, right? They ransack it and rape all the women. Okay. So... (laughs) Got that right the first time. Damn. So... Also, what happens here is they are seduced into idolatry. So do you know what happens when the Israelites do crazy shit that is against God? God gets pissed off. God kills Israelites. Plague. (laughs) There's another plague. Um, Lots of Israelites die. God damn. Good thing they had (laughs) like 666,000 of those fucks, right? (laughs) 605 but that was the only that was only the men over 20 well right but i mean i'm guessing that's who we're counting when we say a lot of israelites die well i mean yeah (laughs) all right so next week prepare for more israelite death as god inflicts more pain on his chosen people he's a masochistic fuck and he loves to shove plague up your ass so (laughs) tune in next week I mean, there's a lot more. Yeah, but we don't want to give them all now. They get, God's going to kill more Israelites. That's going to entice them enough to come back. Yeah, but they're also going to purify the people who they do keep. Like when they, when they take prisoners of war, they're going to purify them. And do you know, you know what, you know what's involved in purification, right? My guess is purification by fire. I'm not really sure, but I'm pretty sure it's going to have something to do with cutting the tips of their dicks off. Oh, shit. Well, you know, the Israelite men can't fuck women that, like, have fucked other dudes with uncircumcised uncircumcised dick. Yeah. And they can't let any boys that are, like, young that would grow up to fuck Israelite girls to have uncircumcised dick. They must really hate the foreskin. I don't know. Oh, actually, we don't even have to deal with circumcision because they kill all the boys. And every woman who's ever slept with a man. Oh, you see? So, problem solved, guys. But they save every girl who has never slept with a man. Well, of course, for sex slavery. Yeah. They like I mean, because the Israelites are good and they're God's chosen people. So, of course, God's going to let them fuck the slave girls. Yeah. So, anyway, they're going to divide up all, the sh- all their shit. You know, they're going to they're gonna go take over Moab. They're going to divide up all their shit and it's going to be fun. Yay! Looting and stealing and pillaging and, and, and destroying that puss. Don't the Israelites kind of sound like pirates? They do sound like pirates. Pirate. Arg. Arg, give me your booty. <laughs> oh. That works in multiple ways. Later. <laughs> Later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, heathens. I really appreciate you guys joining us today. I hope that you enjoyed it. I know that I did. Casey, you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. All right. So why don't you go down in the comments right now and let us know, like, what would you, as the donkey, say to the guy beating the shit out of you three times? I would love to know what your reaction would be. Obviously, the fuck you is a normal reaction, but what, I mean, what else would you expect to come out of that? Um, why do you think God took it three times or whatnot to get him on his way? Like, what's the point in that? I don't know. Leave a comment down below. 
Yeah. I probably would buck him and be like, fuck your couch. <laughs> All right. Uh, or saddle. In the, in those days, they weren't couches. <laughs> fuck your saddle. Fuck your saddle, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Anyways, heathens, y'all have a lovely day. And I guess we'll be seeing you later. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all. <laughs>